Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are brought to you by mybookie.ag. I will tell you about them in a moment. Uh, Good friends of the pod. And our buddies at my bookie have the Packers tonight favored by seven against the Bears, who just knocked off the Steelers, um, almost knocked off Atlanta in week one. Both those games were in Chicago. Um, tight games, could have gone either way. Green Bay is very injured, and we'll see who's playing who aren't, but maybe without their top two tackles. We saw that was a huge problem against Atlanta. Mike Daniels probably won't play, from what I understand. I think Cobb will. Um, so there's some concerns, there's for sure, for, for Green Bay. However, they have Aaron Rodgers, primetime game, everyone watching. They're certainly the more talented team. Um, when Green Bay has the ball, Montgomery's run more routes than any running back in the league. And there's been talk that they're overusing him. I don't, I'd be shocked if that's the case, but I don't know that they'll get a lot going on the ground. I would think you're going to beat the Bears if your sus, if your tackles are a problem and you can't protect with quick hitting passing. You know, I, I think you got to try to get the ball out of your hands quick. Their secondary isn't great, although a couple of those guys have played pretty well. A guy like Fuller you could pick on. They got to get Bennett more involved too. I mean, they they they're, they're throwing his way, just nothing's happening. Is that just not clicked yet, or is that just a bad marriage? You know, he's one of my fantasy darlings. Um, But I expect him to have a better game. I don't think that they match up real well against the tight end or the numerous weapons. I think Rodgers starts to exploit them before long, and Montgomery probably finds running room as the game goes along. Um, But the Bears are good on defense. The front seven's solid. I'm excited to watch Leonard Floyd tonight. I can see him having a real nice day, especially if those tackles are out. Hakeem Hicks is a real handful in the middle. So I don't think that this is going to run all, I'm just to destroy the Bears. But I do think they're going to win the time possession battle, Green Bay that is. And near the end, I can see the Bears wearing down. When the Bears have the ball, they got Chris Long back last week. And uh, not Chris Long, the other Long. Howie's other kid. Um, and I think Whitehair will be at center. I'm not sure if Sitton's playing or not. But that's a pretty good start, especially if Daniels is out. 
Um, they did a pretty good job controlling the line of scrimmage against the Steelers, and they ran the ball really well, especially on outside stretch plays, you know, outside zone. Um, and the Packers notoriously, well, even against, you know, 22 personnel, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, that they will play lighter people. You know, like Josh Jones is basically playing linebacker now. So you'll see a lot of nickel and dime. And I'm not sure if that's a great idea against this group, considering that their tight ends and especially wide receivers are so bad. But Capers does it anyways. He doesn't care what you put out there. He's kind of stubborn in his ways with those type of things. Um, but, if the, you know, I say this about the Steelers all, all week too, is you knew the only way the Bears can beat you is to beat you with zone play after zone play after zone play. And Howard was really, really good in that game. But he's coming. He's got the shoulder on a short week on the road. You know what are we going to see from him? But man, he was impressive last week. So I know you guys don't care. Like one of the golden rules of fantasy football is nobody cares about your team but you. No one cares about your league unless you're in it. But non PPR, should I start Cohen or Howard? And I had the same problem last week, and it correlates to real football because I have to start one of the two. And if I think the Bears are going to get beat bad. It's Cohen, and the fact that it's non-PPR makes it more worrisome. And that's what I did last week, and obviously that was the wrong choice. Although Cohen was, you know, I thought he was in bounds, but almost broke off the long touchdown to win the game. Um, but if you think it's going to be close and they can stick with Howard, he's still certainly the better fantasy choice. So I probably am going to play Howard, but I'm going against that and saying I think Green Bay wins this game by 10, 14, something along those lines. That I just think the Bears' secondary has a really tough time dealing with Rodgers and the litany of receivers, including Montgomery, including Bennett. So, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people are always asking for advice. Sometimes it's fantasy advice, but usually it's, who should I bet this week? You know, I got you got the Bears or the Packers. You know, you got the Steelers or the Ravens. And tomorrow we will go over all that. Um, we just went over Bears-Packers. But let me tell you this. When you're betting, is just as important on who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell you guys to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. I mean, that's kind of free. I mean, it's free money. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, it's only just it's only two business days, which is awesome. You know who's going to win. I tell you those things. Lay down some cash and win big today. Uh, I would only recommend a service to my listeners. It's been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. So, this is what you do. You join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. You go to MyBookie.ag. You use my promo code, LOCKEDON, and that's the same promo code for the whole LOCKEDON network now. You play, you win, you get paid. As is usually the case, today is also Twitter Thursday. So you guys have loaded me up with questions as usual. Much appreciated. Joshua Silber asked me, should Arizona trade for a running back like TJ Yeldon or Adrian Peterson? Um, maybe. 
I don't understand with Yeldon. I, I, I've always liked this guy. Apparently they don't. I mean, he's like in healthy scratch land now. I mean, you could get him for a seventh-round pick, I would think. And he would compete, I would think, in Arizona, too. There might be... I either totally misevaluated him, or there's more going on there that I don't know. Um, are the Saints ready to move on from Peterson? I don't know if he's the right guy. Um, the one guy I kind of mentioned, and I'm not sure it's time yet. What about, like, Crowell? Or... Hide, and the reason I say those two are the free agents after the year, you know. And if the Browns don't plan on bringing back Crowell, why not get a pick for him now? You're not going to the Super Bowl, you know. Hide's basically their entire offense in San Fran, and maybe I would think there's a better chance they want to resign him than Cleveland does Crowell. But if they don't, I mean, they probably won't train within division. Maybe th- those are running backs that can move. Um, would Baltimore also be in the the mix for a running back? Maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, I, it wouldn't blow me away if in the next couple of weeks we have a running back trade. I wish I had a better feel for Yeldon though. I, I was a big fan. Um, he also asked Joshua also asked rank these three other major sports for you: baseball, basketball, NHL. Well, going back to my history. Born in 73, have lived in Pittsburgh my whole life, have never had a basketball team in town. When I was very young, the Pirates were very, very young, were very good too. That was Star Joe Parker, We Are Family. Then they turned into the worst organization of all time and lost, what, like 22 years in a row. Before, a couple years ago, and when PNC Park rolled around, being quite good. Well, pretty good. Playoff type of team. Now they're back to being bleh. So... You know, that's my baseball team. But, obviously, baseball was huge growing up. I played baseball, you know. Um, Hockey, when I was born or was a young kid, the Pens were the worst organization of all time. And no one went to games. You could go spend a buck on the street and get go to a Penn game, and I still didn't. Until my man Mary Lemieux was, born, was, was drafted. Then it all changed. I mean, then it all changed. I mean, he that's... One of the many reasons he's my all-time favorite athlete. But he was drafted like the same time Michael Jordan was, 85-ish. So I was like 11, 12 years old. And at that point, we all started playing street hockey like every day. You know, all through high school. Right, as soon as the bell went out, we ran down to the local park. And we, you know, we built nets. We had big-time goalie pads. We played street hockey every day. Um, and the Pens got to be good. And Lemieux was the most fun guy ever to watch in any sport. I mean, he was unbelievable. And, oh, by the way, my one of my best friends owns Mario's house that uh, he built whenever he arrived here in Pittsburgh, where the cup was in the pool and all that. So we party over there a lot. Um, and honestly, they've basically been really good since. You know, they were, it's almost like, Favre to Rogers because they went from Lemieux to Crosby. I mean, they're the reigning cup champs and back-to-back. I mean, they're still an elite organization. So hockey is gigantic here. Obviously, basketball is not. Baseball so-so. But if you ask me, I would rank them NHL, NBA, although I don't watch any NBA, <laughs> just on the fact that I think I would really like it. And that was a sport I was best at. The year I spent in Akron was 
when LeBron was coming out and, you know, I started watching hoops there and I was basically a single guy. My wife was back here. So I watched all the playoffs by myself and I can see the allure and I think I would like basketball a lot. I just don't have the time and haven't gotten into it. And Pittsburgh doesn't have a team and baseball is just such a bore to me. And I don't like how the league is built. So that's how I'm, that's how I'm going there. Still Rise asks, why has Russell Wilson regressed into a Pop Warner-level quarterback? Well, I don't think he has. I think you're being a little tough on Russell Wilson. I thought he played through a lot of injuries last year. I think he's playing pretty well this year without a lot of help. Um, I did expect more. You know, he was like my fantasy quarterback I wanted to target, and I got him in you know my leagues. And he hasn't lived up to that, but... I think you're being a little harsh on Russell Wilson. Um, Eric Samatis asks, is the Patriots defense as bad as it seems? I probably should have waited a day to do this because the next thing I'm going to do when I hang up with you guys here is write an article about the Patriots defense. So I'm going to watch a lot more of it. But it's on a historically bad pace. You know, I mean, they led the league in scoring last year, you know, fewest points against. And now, if they keep up this pace, they'll allow the most points in NFL history. Uh, I think Hightower being out has been big. They don't rush the passer very well. And even guys like McCourty, who are really good players, just aren't playing really well. So, you know, I think they'll right the ship, but it's really bad right now, I guess, is the answer. Uh, Michael Higgins asks, why has the Giants line regressed from bad to awful this year? Same guys. It was pretty bad last year, Michael. I mean, Flowers hasn't been good ever. And they're not real hard to play against. You know, they don't run the ball a lot or well at all. And... Manning gets the ball out of his hands, but he has to. You know, I mean, that's the whole deal is we're not going to block well, so you better read things pre-snap, get it out, find a slant you like. Um, I don't know that it's worse. I mean, it was really bad last year. And I think the defense hasn't helped the offense as much as before. And I really think to begin the year, not having Odell was just gigantic. You know, I mean, he's the straw that stirs the drink. And made everyone look worse. So, I don't know that it's a lot worse. It's still... It was bad. It is bad. You know. Napa know it takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps. 20% off oil filters. 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So, tell your buddies. There's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Scott Backus asked me, is Cousins the Niners starting quarterback next year, or do they address that in the draft? Tough call. First of all, it's going to be a really, really fun offseason for quarterback movement. You know, Garoppolo, Bridgewater, Cousins, Breeze, um, Bortles. No, nah, I don't think Bortles is going anywhere now. Um, but I'm missing a couple. I mean, Tannehill, Cutler, um, Alex Smith. There's a lot. And I'm, I'm definitely not McCarron. There's a couple names that I'm just not remembering. But there's a lot of quarterbacks 
could be on the move. And it's supposed to be a really good quarterback draft. Um, how about Hundley? You know, he could be on the move. So Cousins, I think, is at the top of the list in terms of, he's not my favorite, but in terms of quality guy that has the highest chance to move, I don't think he's going to be back in Washington. The obvious correlation is go to San Francisco. I would hesitate, though, if I'm the Niners. You know, he's going to cost so much. And he's good, but not great. You know, like, if you're picking in the top two or three, and you love a guy, I would rather go that route. Because, you know, you got to think that front office and coaching staff, supposedly, and I think it's true, has job security, maybe not for the whole six years, but at least for a couple, you know, that you don't have to go nine and seven next year to save your job. And I think Kirk Cousins is a nine and seven quarterback. And they are building some good things there. I really like their defensive line. I like the front, you know, with Foster and Bowman. Um, so uh, that one bugs me. I mean, I'm, I would almost rather, well, first of all, I think we're going to see Beathard at some point and maybe sooner than later. And if he's slightly impressive, and probably as a long-term backup, then I'm more apt to take the rookie and let Bethard hold down the fort. And if the rookie fails, you can always put Bethard back in. Yeah. I just have a hard time in the end saying it's a good business decision to give Kirk Cousins an insane amount of money. Sean Murray asks, how many Super Bowl titles would Rodgers have if the Packers canned McCarthy and Capers five years ago. Well, there's two ways of looking at that. And I kind of look at Sean Payton and McCarthy as you've had elite top 10 ever quarterbacks that have ever played this game. And you've only won one Super Bowl. And some of that's the Tom Brady era. He wins a lot of them. You know, it's kind of, I always use the Patrick Ewing reference back to basketball. Not that I know crap about basketball, but you know, the, the Knicks were really good, but Michael Jordan was in the conference, you know. Um, but they don't even, I mean, the Saints have only gone to one. And, and, uh, so I, I kind of look at it and think, you should get more over such a long tenure with an elite quarterback than the nine or the Saints and Packers coaching staffs have. But why I say there's two sides to that is, well, you got to hire somebody else. You know, I mean, you're not plucking Belichick away from, you know, the Patriots if you would have canned McCarthy and Capers. But I think that organization deserves more scrutiny for sort of wasting Rodgers' career. That's that's rough, man. I mean, you know he's my all-time favorite. And I feel like they could put more around him. They could design offense better for him. They could go out and get a free agent once in a while. You know. Uncle Stewie, who's actually a friend of mine, he asks, what's the play with Seattle RBs? Is Carson the guy, or are they just easing Rawls in? Um, I think they like Rawls. I think Lacey's out of the equation. I know you didn't even bring him up. Um, but I think Carson's the guy. Uh, he runs hard. I'm hoping that line comes around a little. It's been rough, obviously, going back to the Russell Wilson question. Um... I can see them getting back on track this week, though. I still think ProSice is in the mix, but I've been saying this a long time, that even before Carson was in the equation, when it was Lacey Rawls ProSice, 
and you know, all the fancy questions, who's the Seahawk, you know, to own? I basically said they're like the three most injury prone backs in the league. You know, that I want the guy who happens to still be healthy. And I think that's part of the allure with Carson is can kind of count on him. I know he's a seventh round rookie, but shows up to work every day, he goes on the field and he gets what he gets. You know, like there's something to be said for that considering the guys that you've been dealing with in that in that uh you know, backfield lately. He's not superstar, but I think he is the guy. All right, Brandon asks, many are saying the Cowboys O-line isn't the best. What's your thoughts? What changed and who has the best bruisers now? Maybe who who's giving me like the top five? Going into the season, I thought Dallas, Pittsburgh, Oakland had the three best offensive lines in the league. And Oakland, I'm not going to exactly answer your question the way you want, but I will say the offensive line play around the league has been awful. And there's 10 teams that are all fighting to have the worst line. So you can take them out of the equation. Who has the best line? I tend to think it's still one of those. But the Raiders have a problem at right tackle. And one thing about the Raiders is their, their line's really good, don't get me wrong. But they got crushed in, in Washington, by the way, up front. But they ask the least out of their line. You know, Carr is not a good late-in-the-down quarterback. His biggest weakness is handling pressure. So they don't protect long. You know, they also use six offensive linemen more than anybody. But there's a lot of... Set up quick, get it out quick. They are some maulers in the run game. And I do think they're a really good line. But just ask what they're doing schematically isn't as difficult as some of the other ones. Pittsburgh's line has not played well at all, especially in the run game. They've had a little bit of injuries, but I'm not willing to say that's the only reason. I think they'll come around. The protection's been good. But they're not opening holes for Bell like they have. Um, I, I'm still confident that they will. As for Dallas, I, I threw this out on Twitter the other day, was can you remember a line since the Upshaw Shell Auto Raiders that have had three Hall of Fame type guys? I mean, they really are that good. I mean, to me, Smith, Martin, and Frederick might be the best guard center tackle in the league. I mean, and they're on Hall of Fame paces. Um, but I also think those three each haven't played quite as well as they usually do. I absolutely think the left guard situation is much worse this year. And I think right tackles are work in progress. So so if you're asking me who's the best line in the league, I mean, I know KC's played well, but I'd still take those three over them, over Kansas City. Um, so I think it's really, they just haven't shown up to where we where they will, you know, and that's going out on a little bit of a limb, but I think that's what's going to happen in the end. Uh, last one, Len, Lenny Eilers asked, from what you've seen so far in their careers, would you take Goff, Kaiser, or Watson to start a franchise? Well, I urge you to check my timeline at Williamson NFL. I just wrote something on what I saw from Watson this past week, and I think you know that I've been really down on him, that... Of the four coming out this year, Kaiser Mahomes, Trubisky, Watson, he was fourth for me. Um, so pre-draft, I liked Kaiser more than Watson. Uh, 
and I still do. I think that Kaiser has shown better. Although I will say Watson played really well, but some of that goes back to just, you know, the question eight questions ago, just how bad is the Patriots defense? Bad. I mean, it's bad. Um, yeah, Watson, if you put all the best moments of Watson's preseason and first two games, they still don't match what he did against the Patriots. Um, he also had some bad moments too. You know, it wasn't all, wasn't all roses. And there's a difference between quarterbacking and making plays as a runner and running around until something opens up too. Uh, he's certainly closer to the ladder right now. Much closer. I mean, he is the ladder right now. So I still prefer Kaiser. Throwing Goff in the equation is tough. Because we've seen a little more of him, but I almost feel like we haven't. You know, that I, I, I can't look at last year and say, boy, that's who that player really is. You know, I think who he is now is really encouraging. I would say he might have the lowest ceiling of the three. You know, if... One of those guys is going to go to 10 Pro Bowls and go to the Hall of Fame. I probably wouldn't put a chip on Goff. Kaiser probably has the highest ceiling. But I think i go Goff, Kaiser, Watson. Because I think Goff is, you know, really impressive through three weeks and in a system finally where he belongs. But he has to be too. You know, I mean, if you pulled him out of there and made him do something he can't do, well, it wouldn't be pretty. And I don't know. That's, that's a tough question for me. All right, guys. Well, you know, tomorrow is Pick'ems. Uh, we're going to go through every game. Check out my bookie at uh, mybookie.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. Use, check out the rest of the LOCKEDON network and all those wonderful things. See you later.